It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The NFL Draft is literally never chalk. So what scenarios are we not thinking enough about but could happen on draft day? We're going to explore that today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So, Joe, today's show is inspired in some part by our friend Lance Zerline, Benefall.com, who put out a mock draft that, let's just say, ruffled some feathers. I think it's probably a fair way to describe the feedback that Lance got. I know he went on the radio and did the uh, the mean tweets thing after the mock came out. So that uh, gives you a little bit of an idea of Lance's non-chalk mock draft, mm. right? And... As we were talking about how we wanted to give Lance his flowers for doing this thought-provoking hypothetical, which is all mock drafts are until you get to the week of the draft, right? We have Mm -hmm. 21 days, so we're three weeks out. You get a little bit more time for your thought exercises before we got to be predictive. Uh, Non-quarterback at two, non-trade at two. So the Houston Texans not going with a quarterback at number two overall. And I think that kind of spurred us into what are some other scenarios that we are kind of assuming that we should probably not be assuming that, you know, there's information that if you connect enough dots, you can get galaxy brained and start to come up with these other hypotheticals. Yes. And look, nothing provokes people to be mean to people that they've never met by that person writing a mock draft and giving their favorite team a player that they didn't want he nailed the dolphins pick so did he yeah crushed it right yeah i told him as such he nailed it had the bills trading up for b john robinson so oh no yeah i bet bills fans were furious though weren't they some there's some people that want them so you know good yeah my people not, not everybody um But what he did with Houston is really fascinating because I think that's a really good example of, hey, I haven't really thought about this. Is there a world where Houston doesn't pick a quarterback at number two? And certainly being mindful of them also owning pick number 12, you realize that they do have options. And I remember the 2020 draft. Was it, Kyle, that the Dolphins kind of had a scenario where where they could have picked Andrew Thomas, where Mm -hmm. they picked Tua, and then 
maybe moved up from, was it 18, 18. where they picked Austin Jackson and moved up for a different player, Jordan Love or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, those types of things are out there. Um, and so with Houston being mindful of them owning two and 12 and, you know, now this quarterback conversation has extended to five names, right? There's five names now that are very commonly referred to as potential first round picks. Um, you feel like Houston has some wiggle room here. Now, one thing that is always strange to me is when you pick the quarterback second, right? So like if you pick a non-quarterback at two and then you wait until 12, or even if you move up from 12 to get your Mm -hmm. quarterback, it's always kind of weird to me that you didn't pick the quarterback first and that you were willing to live with the possibility of not getting that quarterback. And so Houston's kind of in this spot where it's worth talking about that maybe there's a world where they pick something else at two and then are flexible with pick number 12 to move up or sit there and pick a quarterback. Well, I think there's this whole other discussion point too. And the question being, you know, is Houston ready to take a quarterback? We have seen teams throughout the years that are picking early and you say, if you really want to do it right, is are are you ready for that investment? And that cuts both ways too, you know. And if you if you're gonna stand pat and not pick a quarterback at two, I'd really try to fleece some team yeah. to get up over top of the Arizona Cardinals as the obvious trade down spot, right? And get the draft capital for the future to ensure that you can do that. But to stay to stay put at two and to pick a defensive player. It's a tough sell for me with the juncture of of this team because I think they have invested in the offensive line a little bit uh, to to kind of get themselves in a position trading for Shaq Mason and using a first-round pick in Kenyon Green and re-upping Laramie Tunsil's contract. And they have Titus Howard, who is starting to come into his own as a starting tackle as well. So like you have momentum on the offensive line. I would be very surprised. Now, you never say never, Right. And ultimately, at the end of the day, um, that's what makes the draft so fun and enjoyable is the pure unbridled chaos of it all. Um, It sounds like Houston has one quarterback. That's what I'm picking up. It's the impression that we're getting from this. Houston has a guy. And if they don't get their guy, then they would rather pivot and move on but then would is it worth getting a different quarterback anyway? I'd rather just roll and stay flexible because you have all the time in the world with a first-year head coach yeah, and point. you're a rebuilding team. The thought that I can't get out of my mind is what Mike Florio reported about the Mac Jones shopping him and how there's still a scenario where if a team doesn't get the quarterback that they want, they could pivot to Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. And to me, Houston just like sirens go off when I think about Houston due in part to what I mentioned on the podcast yesterday about Bobby Slowick being the offensive coordinator and him being a Kyle Shanahan disciple and some belief out there that Mac Jones was the guy that Kyle Shanahan had in mind when he moved up to three. Well, and who's running the Texans these days? Right. Nick Casario. New England Patriots disciple Nick Casario. 
another obvious connection to be made between those two organizations. Tell me it's not crazy, man. Did you see Dan Patrick reported that the locker room is split in New England between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones? It's incredible. I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but I did just yeah. happen to see that that come through my my timeline yesterday. That's so. incredible to me. So that's Houston. Houston's not the only have not at quarterback with a galaxy brain possibility. There's a team in the top four who signed a free agent quarterback who's been a starter in the past, who is a general manager who has been as resistant as you possibly can be to draft yeah. a quarterback in the early portions of the draft. What do you think is more likely, Joe? Houston doesn't take a quarterback or the Colts don't take a quarterback? I kind of think maybe Indianapolis, Kyle. It's more um, likely that the Colts don't take one. Yeah, I, really? I, I think. Yeah, well, first of all, they're picking further down. Okay. Right, so it may automatically makes things a little bit more challenging. But like you mentioned there, Gardner Minshew is part of this team. And Shane Steichen was the OC with Philadelphia. Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback there, has a year of experience in the system. I think that takes the urgency off. And the reality is they are picking four. And there's no guarantee a quarterback that they actually like is going to be there at four. And so whether it's them pivoting and kind of rolling with Gardner Minshew and continuing to wait on investing in a quarterback, which, you know, it feels like it's way overdue, but that doesn't mean it won't continue to happen. We certainly hear from Jim Irsay that there's they want to pick a quarterback, but who knows what, you know, you can talk yourself into that being smoke. But also they just feel like the team that's most likely to make a move for a Lamar Jackson. You know, I think that's the big X factor here with, with the Colts and, part of what leans me into saying that they're the less likely is, well, I think there's a chance that they trade for Lamar Jackson. So put Gardner Minshew, Lamar Jackson, and rookie quarterback on the board of likelihood. Okay. Who's the top spot? Who's the most likely starting quarterback? I don't know why I feel like it's Gardner Minshew. Because even we're talking about if they pick a quarterback – it's either it's gonna be one of the projects. Levis or Hooker. Who are they ready to go? Is any one of those guys ready to go in week one? Right. Man, I would I would love to see them, and I'm sure Baltimore would love for if a team is gonna make a play for Lamar for it to be Indianapolis. Because Baltimore now can suddenly get up and you're presumably in a position to draft the supersized version <laughs> of the quarterback that you've styled your offense for. Could you think of a better early career infrastructure for an Anthony Richardson than the run heavy offense of, of Baltimore. But how much different does that look with Greg Roman, not in the picture? Todd Monken, right. The, is the, is the OC, right? Right. But, but the personnel still the personnel right now. Oh yeah. You're not wrong about that. Stay healthy, Rashad Bateman. They need you brother. I'm I'm here for the breakout though. We all are, man. That, that I feel dude. like everybody loves Rashad Bateman. Like the most loved player in the NFL right now is Rashad Bateman. Dude was flying in week three. <laughs> Caught that slant against Xavier Howard, took it to the house. It's only funny because of the way that game ended, right? Right. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'd be so mad at Rashad Bateman if that game ended differently. Um, okay, so that's that's 
the early draft have-nots at quarterback. We're going to talk about some teams that have quarterbacks and what unlikely scenarios we may see the chaos season come from them, Joe, but yes. not before, before I tell everyone about FanDuel as mm. the NBA playoffs. They're almost here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets and you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's talk about the Raiders uh, and Jimmy G specifically, Joe. I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. How much dead cap does Jimmy G have in his contract after the first season in 2023? My guess is going to be not much. 18 and three quarters million dollars. Now you can trade Jimmy G because some of this is guaranteed salary for 2024. Uh, His 2024 11 point, the, the whole salary guarantees on the third day of the league calendar year. So, if you trade Jimmy G, you're looking at $7.5 million in dead cap pre-June 1. If you trade Jimmy G post-June 1, you're looking at set or $3.75 million in dead cap in each of the next two seasons in 24 and 25. There's a very easy exit ramp to this contract if the Raiders find someone that they love that they want to invest in. And you have made the point in the pre-show that this team has been busy scouting quarterbacks. They hosted all five of the popular first-round choices? They've hosted all five or plan to host all five. And they were in consideration with the number one overall pick as well Mm -hmm. during those negotiations. Yeah, I think it's important for, for us to live in a headspace where We recognize that Jimmy Garoppolo is on this team, but also Jimmy Garoppolo is unlikely to really be their long-term fixture, and he certainly doesn't preclude an investment at the quarterback position, and he shouldn't. And so not only have the Raiders done a lot of work on these quarterbacks, but what also fascinates me about Las Vegas is just the amount of draft capital that they own. They have 12 draft picks, Kyle, including picks 7, 38, 70, 100, and 109. And so whether it's at pick seven 
sitting there and picking one if if one of those guys is available or moving up from 38. You know, we talk about a team moving back into the first round to get a quarterback, right? The fifth-year option, we, we, we recycle these talking points every single year. The team that certainly makes sense to me as an option for moving back in is the Raiders in because they have the draft capital, but also if you're moving out of the first round, you might not want to go that far back. So if you're picking in the late 20s or you know 30 or 31, you can move back to 38 and take advantage of what the Raiders have to offer you. So I guess through this lens, what I'm interested in in gaining some clarity on, and I know what the immediate answer is, and I'm, I'm wondering what the next immediate answer is. The last time dra- trading back in and not drafting a quarterback with your first pick but trading back in to draft a quarterback, the last time that was successful was with, was with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I can think of some times it wasn't successful, but right. yes. Yeah. Right. So, and, and you kind of alluded to that during the QB have-nots with the Texans on this scenario. Well, you have conviction to trade up to go get a quarterback with your second first-round pick, but you have a first-round pick in the first place that you chose to go a different direction. So are you just getting cute um, well, the Raiders being at seven, obviously they have flexibility, but you could feasibly trade up for an offensive lineman just as easily as you could trade up for a quarterback and just take the quarterback first. Now, some of that's obviously dependent upon what order the quarterbacks come off the board, but you're, you're not looking at nothing in the teens for teams that need quarterbacks. Correct. Washington, Tampa, you know, they certainly come to mind there as, Detroit, if somebody slides deep. Right. Seattle at 20, right? I don't think we can dismiss it. Baltimore, 22, right? If there's no movement, right? I mean, there's there's certainly some gold mines. Even it feels like every year we try to give the Vikings a replacement for Kirk Cousins for next year, right? (laughs) But but, uh, that doesn't happen. But maybe this is a year that actually happens. So there's definitely some some candidates there along the way. Um, I think what's different to me, though, about this conversation for the Raiders – uh, comparing it to Houston is we're talking about pick seven and then pick 38. Yeah. Where I don't know, man, like to me, I'm only picking quarterbacks in the first round. If I have like legit conviction that this is going to be my dude, like my legit guy. And so I'm not really one personally to buy into like, let me just go get that quarterback in the late twenties and, you, you know, get fall. the last guy. And you get like the Kyle Bowlers of the world and the JP Lozmans. And who was that hundred year old quarterback out of Oklahoma State that the Browns took? His name escapes me right now. Oh, what was that? Oh. Come on, man. This guy was a first round pick. Oklahoma State to the Browns. What was that guy's name, dude? You know what I'm saying? But these are the guys yes, that I, I know in that talking. range, you know? Brandon Weed. Brandon, Brandon Weed in 22. There, there he is. <laughs> um, yeah, part of the vaunted class of Luck, Griffin, and, and Tannehill. And Russell Wilson, <laughs> hey, you're and and Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins all in the same that's class. A lot of, that, that's a lot of starters. Well, we right traded there, up to 22 for Brandon Whedon. Right, like to me, that's what you're signing yourself up for more times than not. I mean, I know that there's the Aaron Rodgers that falls kind of in that what range. A class that was. Lamar Jackson, like low key. No, dude, you're not wrong. Can you go through that again? It's Luck, RG three, okay. Tannehill at eight, Whedon at 22, Osweiler at 57. 
Russell Wilson, 75. <laughs> Nick crazy. Foles, 88. Kirk Cousins, 102. Man, if you had Tannehill and Cousins as the remaining starters in the year 2022. Hit the bingo card. <laughs> collect your winnings. That's crazy. Well, you like, got Russ Wilson in there too. but That's true, Russell Wilson. At the time, third round pick. But you like that's like the ultimate case study year where you have like the the generational guy in Andrew Luck and how they failed to like support him the the, the injuries of the, of the, RG3. the desperate trade up in the first yeah. place to go get RG three and running the him wide into the receiver ground. goes to quarterback in Tannehill you've got the the, the, the sub six foot guy dude you you got every Kirk the, Cousins the, Kirk, the baseline QB right. purgatory guy like. That Nick Foles out of friggin' nowhere is a Super gotta, Bowl MVP. We got to like, do a is, deep dive on this. What was this, man? That's insane. Yeah, 2012, Normally we got like man. one starter, a couple of backups, and a, a few guys that lasted one contract, nah, right? Like, what is going on here? This is yeah. one of the craziest quarterback classes of all time. Low-key, t- 2011 with Cam, Andy Dalton, and Kaepernick, too. Obviously, I got Gabbert's still in the league. Yeah, he is. Wait, wait. What are those four you just said? Cam? So it's Cam Newton at one. Yes. Gabbert win at 10. Yeah. Dalton at 35 and Kaepernick at 36. Oh, and Tyrod Taylor was at 180 in the same class. Wow. Where are so, these guys yeah. now? Dude, it's insane. <laughs> Where, Cam Newton, you saw Cam Newton yesterday. Yeah, had a list of 10. List of 10. Hey, we're both on it, baby. Feels we're good. Both- Feels good. Don't, don't forget Sam Howell with Washington. He'd be right. happy to right, 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 back right, up right, Sam right. Howell or Aaron Rodgers wherever he goes. <laughs> what, what a weird thing that's come out and put, put out there. Uh, it's oh, Cam. Man. Um, so where were we even at? We, I, I we were, were talking, talking about, about trading. Oh, yeah, right. So let me ask you this. Because I, I look at the quarterbacks that are available. Which quarterback do you feel projects best to McDaniel's offense, and why is it C.J. Stroud? It's, it is C.J. Stroud, right? Okay, and you ain't going to touch him. No, you shouldn't. So, all right. do you what project is, any of these other guys favorably into this system? Oh, gosh, no. Right. No, like, not th- this bucket, not this bucket of five. Which is why the Jimmy G contract is so important. If in the event that they do go get a player, you have the bridge in place and you're not stressed to play the player too soon. Right. Right. Especially because that, that line is not good. So now, I mean, now you're really getting in the weeds of, you don't have the line set around this player. You're in year two. You're in the process of flushing guys that weren't your guys out of the system anyway. That one could get ugly. I, I I hope they don't get a quarterback for the sake of the quarterbacks. I think that's going to come down to the Raiders and their ability to be honest with themselves. Right. You know, and they're standing not only in that division, but within the conference and, and what type of ceiling they actually have with this nucleus. So, and me, But if they're honest, then they would draft a quarterback. Well, to me, they wouldn't. They would use this year as a foundational year to get assets and like go ahead and get a couple starting trench players at 7-38 and 38. And realize that you're probably going to suck next year, and you're going to be in striking range for more quarterbacks. Okay, I see. So get the infrastructure right. I was saying, take a developmental guy with high tools now and sit on him, and then build up around him. Yeah, if you if you but that comes down to you. Do you believe in Levis or Richardson or whoever? That 
And if you, the answer that's yes, then then roll with that, and you can get ahead of it by a year, which I can absolutely understand. We got more to talk about here. Uh, the Ravens can really just blow it up. This, yeah, they re- really can't blow it up. We're going to talk about that right after a quick break. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So two ones is the price to sign Lamar Jackson with the Ravens having a right of first refusal. We are waiting to see. And remember, the Ravens have five days of right of first refusal, which means I'm not a math guy, but 21 minus five is 16 which means it feels like you know, you've seen the movie Armageddon, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when they fly all the oil drill guys up and they're on the asteroid and they're drilling to the middle and everybody's mm-hmm. huddled in NASA and they're looking up at the screen, right? And you're just looking at the big blob of the asteroid and it's got like the red line across the screen that's like the point of no return, right? Mm-hmm. The point of no return right now, the red line for Lamar and the Ravens for pre-draft getting this done is 16 days. And it's just creeping closer. And we got the Ravens PR teams out here stomping on questions about the draft, but they mentioned Lamar's name. <laughs> I thought that was the most ridiculous thing about that whole thing is the question was, with everything that's going on about Lamar, does that change how you're evaluating quarterbacks going into this draft? Why was Eric DaCosta doing his pre-draft press conference on April 5th? Get it out of the way. But like most of those happen within a week of the draft. This is some seemed really early to me. You know, one thing about Baltimore that maybe a lot of people don't know is that they don't have a lot of picks. Versus picks. their standard, yeah. Yeah, they have like four like I mean, you can only pick fourteen players every year for so long, but they have this year they have five picks. <laughs> twenty two, eighty six, one twenty four, one one fifty seven, and one ninety nine. Say it again. So they have picks twenty two, eighty six, one twenty four. 157 and 199. Probably use a couple extra first round picks, huh? Yeah. So as far as the the chaos of Baltimore, they keep insisting that they want Lamar Jackson to be here. I'd tell my fans that, too, if I were Baltimore. Well, correct. But the question is the intention versus the actual action at this point, or the communicated intention versus the actual action, says that they, at the very least, have some significant apprehension about making this happen. Because when Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, with their new contract conversations, Mm -hmm sit down and say, okay, let's get a new deal done. When the Bills sat down with Josh Allen, right? When the Chiefs sat down with Patrick Mahomes, it's what language do we need to optimize the contract? And, And that's it. Yeah. Right? So I can't help but feel as though 
Baltimore, based on their actions, gives the impression, not off their words, but their actions, that to some degree they do have apprehension about doing this, which leaves the door open for it to happen. We've exhausted the the Lamar and the Baltimore talking yeah. points a ton. But I guess when you, when you look at potential destinations here and what that could do, the obvious one that's attractive for Baltimore is Indianapolis because they have the fourth pick. New England as well. Shouldn't we throw them into there? I mean, there's been... I know that Asante Samuel, at every turn, he gets... Dude, he just keeps going. Yeah, he wants to cast shade on on Bill Belichick, but Lamar seems to be open to it. And Asante Samuel. Who Right. Right. (laughs) Love him. Love him. Who's my favorite Patriot of all time? Yeah, that's right. Danny Etling. Danny Etling first, and then... Wes, Wes Welker's up there for Sundays. No, Wes Welker. No. It's not it's not Wes's fault. The Patriots said if you play five games in Miami this year, your contract is fully guaranteed across the entire life of the contract. Yeah, listen. Wes didn't do that. Okay, so the Patriots is a spot for Lamar Jackson. I think we need to <clears throat> be realistic about it. And and also just the whole situation with the most likely suitors are in the AFC, which is probably not what Baltimore wants to do. The most likely NFC suitor for Lamar Jackson is who? Mm. Which is crazy because it feels like that's where this stuff is wide open. Atlanta? Yeah, but they keep... Like, are we really just going to sit here and just, you know what? Per- Make or break year for Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. Desmond Ritter, baby. This is, our, this is what we're going to do. Like, are we really just going to accept that? We shouldn't. Right, we shouldn't. We, we should shouldn't. not accept that. I think that would be the best from a style perspective. That would be the best fit for Lamar. I don't think it's close. I think Atlanta systemically is the best fit. Yes, and they should be in. What are they? I mean, why? Why isn't this a slam dunk? The Jets are the other team, right? Where we can sit here and just be held hostage by the Packers. I'd rather give up a little more for Lamar. Uh, the and last the one five year that I'm going to get from Aaron Rodgers. The last five years, Joe. Atlanta Falcons season win totals. It's not going to be good. Seven. Seven. Four. Seven. Seven. You got some young talent. You just spent a ton on the defensive side of the ball to get that side bolstered up. Brought your offensive line back. Go ahead, Elias take your time out here. Campbell just signed there. Lamar's favorite or former teammate in Baltimore. Well, that was always a weird decision, right? For him so, to go there. So let, let's let's look at Atlanta through a different lens. What player is Atlanta going to pick at eight? What What do you predictively what think that they're going to pick? It's, it's Tyree Wilson, Miles Murphy, right? That's I don't the, think I don't think Murphy's going to go that high. I don't know why when Trayvon Walker went number one overall and Murphy's a okay, I, more we, productive we, version of the same Christian player. Christian Gonzalez, I mean, Gonzalez it's some defensive player. So corner yeah, or pass room. rusher? Corner yeah, or pass I mean, rusher? Sure. The fact that there should be pressure to win based on this being Arthur Smith's third consecutive season 
and you have not won, you have not had a winning season since 07. That, that's, that can't be true. Oh, that excuse me. Se- 17. Okay. 17. All right. 17 and eight or 16 and 17. And then eight and eight, six and 10 and four and 12 going back to 2013. So you have two winning seasons in a 10 year stretch coaching your three consecutive seven win seasons. Let's boogie. They were willing to do this for Deshaun Watson with all of the nonsense right. and the atrocious things he was accused of doing. For and, two ones? And For two ones? And Arthur Blank already came out and said, yeah, but it's different. How is that a good thing? For two for ones. Two, for a discount. Atlanta should be all over it. Bro. This is what Baltimore should want as well. They can get to eight. And Lamar goes to the NFC. And to me, that's worth it. Like, maybe you can get to four with Indy, but the four spots has to be worth getting this man out of the conference. Does, does eight and 21 get you to three? Oh, I would think so. Right? There you go. The Ravens could blow the doors off this thing. The Cardinals would be over the moon. We trade back from three. We stay in the top ten. Yeah. We might get the player we were going to take at three anyway. Realistically, if you get quarterback at one to Carolina, Houston goes quarterback, quarterback three to now Baltimore, Colts, Indy at four. Probably still a quarterback spot, but it's not guaranteed. You're probably not going to get the same player at three is eight, but you're going to get a good one and you have 21. Okay, and you well, got all the needs in the world. You've got – who are the contenders to go at three? Will Anderson. Will Anderson. We're going to put Jalen Carter in that bucket right now with all the turn, the declining probably, visits probably. and all that. I mean, it's Rosenhaus makes it seem like he still thinks he's going to go in the top 10, but I don't think he'd be in the conversation at three. No, but we'll put him in the Arizona doesn't need risks. Okay. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. For better or worse, he's in the conversation. Who else? That's going to be it. Right. That's going to be it. it, So if you go, if, if Baltimore were to get into those shoes and they take a quarterback at three, Indy takes a quarterback at four, five, six, seven. You only need one team to go off the grid, and you'd still get a top three defender in this class. And I'm not sure that Ty- and I'm not sure that Tyree Wilson's not the best fit for Baltimore's personnel or for Arizona's personnel right now, anyway. Find out soon enough, my guy. That's the uh, chaos season is upon us. And we're going to enjoy it while it lasts. We're talking a little bit of draft here on Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Come on back and see us tomorrow. Keep it locked in here on the Locked on Network. All of your teams every day. Enjoy yourselves. Talk in tomorrow. Make it a great one. See you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.